1: Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, A presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back. Here at the Max Out Saving Show, and uh, the, Mac, the the reason I say welcome back is is that uh, we've been a couple weeks without doing re- repeats on the show just because of the hurricane. I'm finally back. Uh, and this is the Max Out Savings Show. I am Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And you always want to start out with putting away as much money as you can, 10% in your 401k or your savings plan or have another plan. I mean, if you can't do that, if you don't have a 401k, have another plan, put away money elsewhere, do something. Uh, you know, I've even seen some people just buy a piece of real estate and, and invest, put the money in real estate in, and build up the equity that way. But, but you have to have some type of plan in, in, in place. And, and we've seen the importance of that uh, with Hurricane Harvey and now the one coming into uh, into Florida now. uh and uh which is it's it just been a disaster for people in houston it's it's been a long two weeks uh we we've had some some relatives that have flooded we have some of uh, our people at, at max out savings uh have they got flooded out matter of fact they just got back in uh into their house yesterday it was just horrible and 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 it's just been a very long week but it's important to have that savings component in place for emergencies like this and and this has just been an an incredibly disastrous storm because most of the coverage most people have insurance if the hurricane comes in and blows their roof off they're fine but if water comes in like it did and flooded things then then it's a different story and and it's just really I mean our house is still half of it still has uh, family photographs on the floor literally the downstairs at least, and, uh, drying out and, uh, and, and helping. We, we were fortunate. We didn't have any flooding in our house, but we're helping others in, in trying to, uh, to deal with the situation. And, you know, one thing about photography is at least you can sit there and, and, uh, uh pictures, you can at least dry them out and, and fix them up a little bit and, uh, so uh it, it, you know, if you need some help on that just go on the internet really to to, to get some stuff cuz those are the important things you that you really want to save and uh material things you can rebuild from and and and, and it's difficult and and really uh, it it's been such a sad thing to see what happened uh, and the flooding it's just it's been remarkable but uh we're live back here in Houston, Texas today uh and uh the we've got the hurricane coming up into Florida and, uh, you know, Houston, they, they've, it's sort of, to listen to the government talk in Florida, it's, it's, uh, it takes me back to my days in my first freshman year at Texas A&M in engineering. And the first day in class, the professor goes, look to the left of you and look to the right of you. One of you aren't going to be here for graduation unless you study hard at work. It's almost, you know, look to the left of you, look to the right of you. One of you aren't going to be alive unless you evacuate. And I mean, I think you have to evacuate if you're along the coastline, but I'm not sure the idea of evacuating a whole state is is the best idea, and it really is just tremendously disruptive. But, uh, you know, fortunately, it looks like the storm is going somewhat to the west and sparing the, the, at least the east coast. We'll, we'll see what happens, and hopefully they'll be okay in Florida. Uh, you know, where to start? I'm going to try to c- cover some things. if. if, if about 80%, 75% 80% of the people didn't have flood insurance and this is really difficult uh and and even the ones with flood insurance it oftentimes didn't cover enough there's limits on the the FEMA flood insurance and, and and so it it's it's, it's it, 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 it we'll try to cover some ways to sit there and uh and help you out with that uh some ideas and different things you know I, I looked at that it, the we're actually writing about the the Attics Dam and the the those dams up there, and it, it 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 was pretty fascinating when we did some work on it. And th- this thing was built in the 1930s, and uh, started in 1930s, completed in the 60s. The Barker Attics. these things are over, uh, I want to say over 10 miles long. I mean they're they're massive structures, and uh, no, excuse me, I'm sorry, 25 miles long, and. Uh, and it really is enormous. But they have 410,000 acre-feet of capacity on them, which sounds like a lot, but Lake Travis has 1.1 million acre-feet of water. An acre-foot is just you cover a a foot of uh, an acre, one acre with a foot of water. Well, but then Lake Travis is, you know, at least half full most of the time. So really, these things... They tend to be dry. They tend to be the capacities at maybe five percent, usually, on, on these dams. These these they're parks basically. I mean, it's not like most reservoirs. You can water ski. You take your boat. You go fishing on these. They're dry reservoirs up until the time of the flood. It, they're very they're they're unique in many ways, and it shows the foresight of Houston of planning, uh, to get through this. That you know they planned. Literally 80 years ago, for this contingency, and those dams held up, and, and the 400,000 acre-feet reserve capacity, which is even what the lar- some of the largest reservoirs in Texas barely have, it, it really is is a testament that the city wasn't completely wiped out by by this uh, you know water event. When you've got 40 inches of rain, it's almost nothing can save you over a large area, uh, and and what I tell you, and, and you know, there's different people are suing the Army Corps of Engineers. I tell, I tell you what, there's one one group that I I think is really uh, possibly more on the hook for this flooding than people realize, and that is the uh, the uh, toll road authority that that ran that toll road on the beltway through Memorial and and put it underground and effectively created a dam. And and so when the core when the, when the when the water was was they were concerned that the dam was, was going to fail and they had to release more water than they would have liked it all backed up into into the memorial area east west of 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 the beltway because it couldn't get through because they put the put the beltway underground there to you know to satisfy some neighbors for, for noise issues and and really they flooded out a large part of the part of of, the, of of memorial. West toward the dam because of that beltway. And my, I mean, if you go, take a look at it, and and, and you know, and I think that I think you're going to see a lot of liability there. I I'm not. The core maybe has some liability, but when the dam's about to fail, there's not much else you can do. But if you deliberately built built something that that basically dam backed up the 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 bayou and flooded huge amounts of area, so you could so you could please the local neighborhood, you're on the hook, in my opinion. and, the, and I think the the uh, the toll authority is on the hook, so it, I mean I think you're going to see a lot of lawsuits. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see, but but you know, so I wouldn't. Everyone get mad at the Army Corps of Engineers. I'd take a pretty hard look at the toll road authority. The uh uh you know so but it, but it is, it's just difficult. So so what do you do? I mean, we talked about for over a decade on the Max Health Saving Show about the importance of saving money. And and building up wealth for an emergency, have emergency money somewhere somehow, and and you're going to need it in this type of thing. One of the problems again, this is a fl- this was a unique event. It, it would have been better for Houston for a, a hurricane to come in at 150 miles an hour, tear up the city, speed out of here. Everyone would have been insured, and uh, you know we probably would have had a less loss of life. I mean, this was a very unique storm. And so how do you pay for it? And this is this is something a lot of people in Houston, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people are grappling with. And a couple of things. I, I sort of came up with a sort of a list. And really what it is is the first thing you go to is your insurance, to your insurance company. Uh, even if you're flooded out, if there's some things – if the power went out ahead of time and, and destroyed the stuff in your refrigerator, for instance, well, that the insurance company should cover. It's a small amount of stuff. If if a tree falls on your house, it, the insurance should cover it. Uh, you know, the flooding the flooding could come in, but again, if 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 the toll road authority you know caused the flooding, I mean, I, maybe you look there. Uh, the the so you, the first thing you do is is you look at the insurance. And, uh, and and you look at, at your homeowner's insurance, you look at your automobile insurance, and any other programs out there. Then number two, if, if you're not insured, or if, even if you are insured and, and you're, you have some ex- other expenses that aren't covered, then take a look at FEMA. Look at the different FEMA programs. I don't think we've seen the final solution so to speak out of, i i don't think they've finalized everything out of FEMA i think congress is going to have to pass some special things to try to help out uh homeowners that are flooded without flood insurance uh, there's a, there's a huge number the uh, some of our friend uh some of our relatives uh flooded out the water had never gotten within 3 vertical feet of the house uh e- ever and they've been there for over 30, 30, 35 years, and before that it didn't flood. They they got five feet of water in the house, so it was an eight feet swing from what had never happened before, and, and there's a lot of, with that much more water coming in, there's a lot of areas that just were not in the floodplain at all, and people just never thought would flood, and, and those areas were flooded, and so there's there's that lack of flood insurance. So I think FEMA is going to have to do something. So I think you could see some some special loan provisions put in place to, to to pay to pay for the rebuild. So you can maybe put on a mortgage, add to your mortgage to do the rebuild. I, I think there's you're going to see some stuff even with the 401K programs, with IRA programs, special things for a certain amount of money maybe comes out of there tax-free or with no penalty. I'm not sure. Or lending, some changes in lending on it. Uh, so I think we need to look in the next couple months to see to see how this is all going to play out. So don't panic just yet. So that's the, the second thing is you look at FEMA, you look at FEMA grants, you look at FEMA loans. Uh, talk to FEMA if you're out of your house. Even if you're if you're a pretty wealthy person, middle class person, still talk to FEMA. Get get even if you're insured, talk to FEMA, and, and so that that that's going to help you out. And then uh, number uh, number three is really then look at your savings after that. Uh, but first, look at your insurance, look at FEMA, and do the work, and make sure you register with FEMA. Ta- let's take a quick call from Charles at 713-339-1070. Hello, Charles. Charles? Is Charles there? Oh, he's not up yet. Hold on. Stick with us, Charles. There we go, Charles. You there?
3: Yes. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, I, I just want to follow up with your comment there because I, I was quite struck by how many people did not have flood insurance, and you know the the, the people here uh, that I'm seeing, I mean, in my my honestly, in my honest opinion, uh, I think could have set money aside to get it, uh, and I'm only speaking from from experience because uh, my late parents who li- had lived in Louisiana. We're living at probably the highest point in the parish. And it just so happened that the parish, uh, one month, ended up blocking a, uh, a drainage canal. And at the same time, we ended up with one of those freak 10-inch rainstorms that blew through. And my parents ended up getting uh, a foot and a half of water in the house. But fortunately, they had the wisdom... To purchase flood insurance, and you know flood insurance runs about two to four hundred a year for the most part, and you know I see people that don't have flood insurance that but have cell phones that have internet or Netflix or cable or all this kind of stuff and to me you know if if it means in my mind, I think people you know life is all about choices and priorities and and I think People need to understand that, that you know, as you said correctly, said you have to start taking care of insurance items and things first before you go into the the luxury and the and the, and the uh, discretionary spending because uh, you know otherwise uh, you know people we're going to end up repeating this problem time and time again and I'm I'm making a distinction between the people that obviously can afford it versus those that literally I mean don't don't can't even afford cable but what I'm saying is I see a lot of people that have a lot of luxury items cell phones and you know one other one other one other item I just want to say is is uh-huh. many people in in the Gulf here it, there's a tendency to pull the landline and just run around with the cell phone but I can tell you over the many decades I've lived in the Gulf Coast the landline has been highly reliable and I've my own family has come over here evacuated with cell phones and then they're running around looking for some place to charge because the power is off but the landline is pretty reliable and it's also cheaper than than cell phones so people need to kind of think about this and use some common sense and you know if it means doing you know not taking a vacation with the kids for 2 or 3 years or whatever so that you can get the proper insurance and get just get your family and all covered that's what needs to happen but but people you know it, it, it's it's as if people really don't want to prioritize anything. They just want everything. And and you know this is I think a good lesson learned for a lot of people. Yeah. And hopefully these people have got the proper coverage that they they should get.
2: Yeah, I mean, Charles. Look, it is uh, a couple thoughts. I mean, I, I really agree with the landline. It's uh, I keep my landline just because of that because I know that thing is always going to work. Yeah, I've been in hurricanes in the past and nothing is working. The power's out and the phone works. And, exactly. And, and so, look, I I think there's a lot of people that should have had the flood insurance. In and, and I tell you, this thing was so vast, Charles, and really went way above what. Anything should have flooded, but I think your your your, your remark about you, you know your parents living in the highest point in the parish and still getting flooded is 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 a good analogy here, because you just never know. And particularly if you can get it cheaply, uh, I, I think it's an important thing to have. And and I mean your your analogy with the uh with with the with with the parish you know accidentally uh plugging up one of the the canals and causing it I mean it's a pretty good analogy to what happened uh, with that toll road.
3: Yes it exactly right and and uh you know the other thing i think that needs to be also brought out about this whole thing is uh and i mean this this happened long ago with with Previous city councils and whatnot, but you know the you know for of these subdivisions should not have been built up right against the reservoir. This, this this whole thing to me, it's no different than the the poor people that have flooded. I I moved to the, into this city back in the, in the late seventies or early, mid seventies. Yes, and I used to see the people in Meyerland flood. And I since I've been here, I think these honestly these people have flooded seven or eight times. And you know you have to ask yourself building homes and subdivisions adjacent to these major bayous or reservoirs, somebody needs to take another look at this. And I don't know how you buy these people out per se, but I think really that, that, that you know, there needs to be some, some sort of easement around these things to where, uh, you know, these developers don't get in here, and obviously with, 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 with county officials and all, Something something went awfully amiss on this thing, but I I just I'm I'm flabbergasted that 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 you know we have subdivisions literally adjacent to these things, and that that some I of those that, things I, I think a conversation have needs to happen with that. And I th-
2: look, I think you're gonna gonna ha- see happen. I mean, well, look, we've not had problems, Charles, in a lot of these areas for years, and people let their guard down. And one of the reasons people do not understand after re- after really digging into the the attics, dams, and stuff that they put in in the 30s. Houston planned to build uh, one of the biggest cities in the United States 50, 60 years ago. Put everything in place, and we just, and, which has mar- worked remarkably well. We just got hit with the worst rainfall in the history of the United States that in, that absolutely no city can withstand. And, well, but I do well, think you know, they the have built thing, a though, lot of they, stuff.
3: Yeah, it, but but what I'm going to say, Ted, is is you know the tax day flood of Memorial, they had shut down Highway Six because Attucks was flooded and Highway Six was flooded over there by Bear Creek. So you know you can get a freak rainstorm that could fill up these reservoirs again, and it may not be as widespread as it was in this entire region. But again, it could be the same song second verse. Yeah, and I think they're going to make think some a conversation changes. Conversation
2: needs to happen. Yeah, no, no. One of the things I think you're going to see happen, Charles. I think you could see a third reservoir put in somewhere. I, I I would not be surprised if that happens. I think there's going to be some big changes for the land uh, northwest of the city that, that they're really starting to develop up where, where, you know, the question is, should these people be allowed to build massive subdivisions across exactly. floodplains? And, and the, exactly. And the problem is, it's not that they get flooded out up there, but the problem is, once they do that, that understand, if, if, you, if you look at Houston, Texas, and if you basically take the northwest quadrant just a little to the maybe to the south kind of tilted a little maybe 15 degrees all the water for probably 75 i would say all the water for 50 miles out of the city has to channel right through straight through houston to drain and that's the problem and and uh i think we're gonna have to do some more work on that I, i will i will say this houston people do not understand Level, unlike almost any city in the world that we have planned for the future in this city, be it Buff, be it the the Houston Ship Channel or those dams, and and I I think we're going to see some changes come in, and it's very unfortunate. And and I, I will also say is I mean, uh, some of these people, Charles, uh, the the next door neighbor to, to one of my in laws, they they uh, I was talking to him and he said, look, before I bought this house, I, this guy was is a builder here. Before I bought this house, I talked to two engineers and architects, and I said, look, is this house going to flood? And they looked at it. They checked everything out. They looked at the levels, and they said, no way. And, and he got three feet of water in. So its it it's been very difficult, and this has been shocking for people. And it, it's just a huge tragedy for these people because a lot of them, as, as you point out, just aren't insured.
3: And that's the reason why these people need to get flood insurance, whether they're outside the floodplain or not. I mean, basically, that's that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. that that that. See, you're from cheap.
2: Louisiana, though. I mean, look, you're from. I grew up in New Orleans, so I know. Uh, uh, you over there, you're always on the guard for flood, and I don't think people really had that understanding in Houston. It.
3: No and it, it and it really can happen anywhere it could happen in Florida I mean I, I think it's just good common sense it's you know it, it, we're not talking about something it, it you know that's tremendously expensive for most people that can afford the cell phones the internet and what I'm saying but what I'm saying is is that is that you know this is this is a wake up call and like I said it could be a freak rainstorm next time and it may only happen in one subdivision but if you're in it you're No it's not,
2: right. No, I've cleaned out houses I've been and had to rescue people the last couple of weeks believe me it has been a Miserable experience for pe- for people. Good good call, Charles. Thanks. Yeah, uh, you know, no. It, this has been a just a terrible tragedy for Houston. We, I mean, we'll get through it. I think it's remarkable how quickly the city is draining off and cleaning up out there. I mean, we're almost back to normal, and uh, it, which is just remar- now we have a hundred thousand homes flooded. and We got to get those people taken care of. But but overall, we're we're co- recovering very quickly. Let's take a quick call from Oscar. Hold on, Oscar. Oscar, yeah, are you here. there?
4: Hi. Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
2: Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. You had a question I have, for a, I have a landline. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I tell you, you know, it is. Charles what? is right. Those landlines always work. Our phone virtually never gets used at the house or even answered, but I know it's there in emergency.
4: Not only that, I like to hold up a real phone, not a credit card on my ear.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey, you know... It's something of a nightmare is this business of uh, property taxes. How are they going to reassess the property taxes to some of these areas? And and also before the house is, uh, let's say, completed, uh, how are you going to assess what a house is worth that's not habitable? This is going to be one heck of a nightmare. For 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 the county, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, it, it's 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 really a big mess. It, it it seems like it takes about the research is shown about three to four years to recover. Those properties drop off and then they go up over time.
4: And how do they how do they, how do they figure what what taxes are worth?
2: Uh, yeah. look. I mean, that's that's the hard thing. Look, I think a couple of things are going to have to be done in FEMA. FEMA is the, some people have called in and said, look, can we get a buyout instead of taking the money? And FEMA's going to make us some quick decisions. There's a number of areas that they're better off just bulldozing the homes and clearing out more space for
3: drainage. And, and they, will, will they buy up places like a city instead of county also? Or?
2: Uh, look, I, I, if I had to guess how it's going to play out, is you have to get the drainage. So, so anything that's interfering with the drainage is where they're going to be looking. To, to, and, and if it keeps flooding time again, why should we be the, the 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 U.S. government be subsidizing these rebuilds? Which are, I mean, it really. If your home is flooded, people don't understand how horrifically horrible it is for people.
4: My sister flooded four times.
2: Yeah, and and it is, and you lose your belongings, you lose your... I mean, like I said, our house is covered in family photos. Thank you. And so, but good good point. That was Oscar uh, dropping off there. And uh, if you got any questions or comments, 713 So we talked about, there's there's basically six ways to get money for rebuilding. There is, number one is insurance, number two is FEMA, number three is your savings, number four, actually, and number four is home equity loan. Now, the reason I say home equity loan, if, if you have to borrow money for your rebuild, you want to get a long-term loan that you can lock in a fixed rate. And because it, that way it gives you time to pay it off over time. If if you if you're making a huge amount of money and you just want to borrow $50,000 that you're going to pay back in 3 years, fine, just you know, get a bank loan or whatever or some short-term or put it on the credit card. But for, for a rebuild of a home, you're better off going equity loan. I would not load up on my credit cards, which you could get hit with high interest rates. And you could have a low interest rate, and then they could see how much debt you have on your credit cards, and suddenly they jack up the interest rate. So it's real important, if you're borrowing money for your rebuild, to get a home equity loan or a fixed rate loan for the rebuild that you can pay off over a longer period of time, and it doesn't affect your savings in the future. You want to keep your savings rate going. If you can't, you know, if you can't get, uh, get to, you look at your, your savings and then the final thing would be a 401k loan or money out of your 401k or IRA rollover. That's only in an emergency if you don't have anything else and you want to do some just because it's a disaster and there's just nothing else you can do. I believe, hold off on that. I believe we're going to see some laws passed into the fall, assuming Congress is incapable of doing anything, Uh the uh uh you know I, I i i'm i'm assuming if we're ever under a nuclear attack the house and, and the senate or particularly the republicans and the democrats are all going to die because they're going to be fighting over who's going to get into the bomb shelter first and okay. you know it, it's just unbelievable but uh you know but i do think we're going to see some a number of special things pass one of the really di- the most difficult things and most heartbreaking things about this storm has been really the uh the uh th- the fact that so many people are uninsured and we need to somehow help them out so i think you're going to see some more things pass there and, and so hang 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 loose on that Keep getting your repairs done, and, and, and then don't make all your decisions yet. Let's see what type of, of subsidies, loans, and different things they offer over the next month or two from Congress. Tell you what, we're really way over time on a break. If you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money.
5: And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Oka and we're talking savings, investments and in your retirement. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. And uh, uh, by the way, if you haven't signed up for the free newsletter, since the lat we've been delayed about 2 weeks due to Harvey, we're going to be putting a new newsletter out this week. We talk about everything from common 401k mistakes to, to how to how to protect your uh, your uh, savings in a down market to why the the investment banks were going to collapse in 07 ahead of anybody on Wall Street and in the almost nobody wrote about what we did uh we we come up with a lot of interesting things uh we, we we talk about we talk about environmental issues we talk about everything in the report it's called the max out savings report it's a free report uh we just send us your email it's a private uh list and we don't send it to anyone else and, and we'll get you on the list and uh send you the report once a month just go to maxoutsavings.com, and you also get help managing your uh your retirement, if you need some help there, uh, we, we do that at Max Out Savings Advisors. Tell you what, let's take a call from Randy here at 713-339-1070. Hey, Randy.
4: That's Ed. I'm still here, high and dry. Oh,
2: good, good. I tell you yeah, what, I- it's been tough.
4: Yeah, it really has been. Uh, we didn't flood out here. My neighborhood never has in thirty years. But then again, uh, Noah didn't build the ark for no good reason, you know. So eventually, we'll probably get hit with it. Yeah, I did. I did want. I did want to ask a question about the bond market. But and, and first, I want to say that. I don't think anybody should build anything at ground level in the city here. About two years ago on TV, they were showing a neighborhood that had flooded about a foot over the curb, and people had water coming in their house. And then they had one house that built a slab up on about three or four feet of dirt. And they were high and dry. Now that's not going to stop a you know a biblical flood or anything like that. But it'll protect you from most rainstorms. I think it just we don't even have to have a rainstorm here in the city. We just have to have a heavy dew.
2: Yeah. Look, I, I think I, I think you're going. One of the things you're probably going to see happen is is they're going to they're going to require them to build the, the houses up. I mean, it's really an extra foot or two in many of these cases. I mean, some of them look. I I waded into. I had to swim uh to 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 one person's house to see if it was a literally swim the final 50 feet to get to the house and and uh you know it, there's nothing you can do in that case but for a lot of these people it's been a foot or or you know or 3 or 4 inches and and, and I think by kind of trying to get people to raise the house up a little bit more, that's really going to make a big difference. Well,
4: even if you're on a peer and beam, like i – I'm not saying necessarily need to build a beach house like, you know, down in Galveston or something, a house that high, but, but I think they needed to be raised up to something. I mean, if if the streets flood and your car floods, well, that's one thing. But if your house floods, and you lose everything, your clothes, all your papers, you have no money, no place to stay, no food, no nothing, and then you're in pretty deep trouble.
2: Yeah, well, that's what they did. You know, West U, a lot of that was all – all peer and beam, and uh, you know, because the peer and beam foundation tends to be about you know everything being equal on the lot, it tends to be a foot or foot or eight two feet higher <clears throat> than than a regular foundation. And and I think you're going to see more of that here in Houston.
4: Well, yeah, unless it gets too deep. Now, one of the things I was going, I've been noticing. Uh, well, the stock market everybody knows been going up for about a year, or so I guess due to the Trumpy effect. But I've been looking at, at bond prices in general and in the last 6-7 months something like that bond prices have been in an uptrend I think cuz everybody's reaching for yield so uh what what I'm wondering is I I bought a number of bonds way below par in the 50s, 60s and 70s around in there and they're they've gone up and they run up above par now should I start going ahead and selling these bonds just cuz markets said it you know is is taken off
2: well a couple things to that you're converting ordinary income to capital gain when you do that uh you know which is which which isn't a isn't a uh, which is a good way to go uh the uh those bonds were probably bought when there was some type of crisis and so yeah look right now i i think there's two schools of thought that we're going to go into a deflationary decline and uh and 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 really uh yields are going lower and 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 i'm looking at the yields on that 10 year right now have really broken down under the 2.1 from the June level, we're at 2.06 right now, and they could go down to 1.6. I I think you watch it. If if, if rates start going up above about 2.3, 2.4, I'd start unloading some.
4: Yeah, Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. The treasuries were lagging a bit, but uh, now they're really starting to make a comeback. You can see that the the slope of the curve – and and how they've been, the prices begin to accelerate some, you know so yeah I think you're right now basically I bought a bunch of oil company bonds when prices were down and in and it went down into the thirties for a barrel yeah and, okay around yeah. in there and, and also yeah. when you see we we were try
2: you know we tried to, we actually put in a bunch of bids and did not get them and and that was one I I was really irritated with that it uh, but yeah we uh, now I know exactly what you're doing now one thing to keep in mind too here Randy is uh the if they pass the the uh reappropriation of the money overseas to bring it back into the US for the corporations that are holding the money overseas uh the 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 corporations are holding several trillion dollars overseas cuz if they bring it back they're going to be subject to a to the the difference between the tax they paid overseas and our tax rates so they're going to put some type of tax holiday in place likely in the tax bill you follow me Right. Okay, when that comes back, you're going to have several trillion dollars come back in. When that happens, they're going to pay down a lot of the debt they've been borrowing. They're just going to pay off. The, they're going to start paying off some of the debt. Because if you look at the balance sheet of some of these corporations, it it, it looks like this. $3 billion worth of debt. And a billion and a half dollars worth of cash. <laughs> and the billion and a half dollars in cash is overseas, and the three billion dollars worth of debt is domiciled in the United States. When they do the repatriation of the money back here, they're going to pay off off the corporate debt. When that happens, corporate debt is likely to rise. Maybe one final time. Uh, also, a word of warning: if you listen to what uh, Blankfein said, uh, Chairman of Goldman's or the uh, CEO or Chairman or Head of Goldman Sachs said he he said the market made seem very worried and one of the things he pointed out is when corporate bonds are yielding uh less than the stocks than the dividends on stock there's something wrong. And and I and, 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 and I think I think corporations are borrowing too cheaply so eventually you're gonna see this go the other way.
4: Right. Yeah well they've they been talking about that on T V about this kind of in, in is odd odd level of interest rates and things like that. But but I've noticed that uh, there have been some bonds being called in lately, and uh, things kind of tend to run in cycles here. When, when, when back in two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, almost all distressed bonds were were financial, were banks. Yes. So I bought a number of those, you know, Bank of America and places like that. I didn't think they were really going to go out of business. The investment banks was where most of the problem was. I think now it's the same thing. When oil prices went down into the thirties. You know, a couple of years ago, then uh, that's when I bought all these bonds. But right now, there's really nothing that I can see that's that's particularly distressed in no, the whole industry anywhere. or a whole sector. So no. now, uh, coupons are low, prices are high, and your internal rate of return is low. So uh, now's the time to be. If you do any sell anymore. your bonds and, and try to, you know, plow back. See, I got a, I got a six year ladder. So if I try to rotate things around. Uh, yeah, I make a big capital gain on it. And I'll have to re- reinvest it at a fairly low rate of return, but I'll still be ahead of the game. Just don't go out too far. Don't. I would go ten or twenty or thirty years on. Yeah, that. and
2: really, what you're looking for is the next crisis when you're going to see who gets in trouble. When the and that that look, I like those type of things, and we've seen very few. Things because we can we can come in and move for our clients and buy things really cheaply and and we're and, and right now everything is extraordinarily expensive and and it's a little frustrating for everybody but you got to understand is is you know when you're reaching for yield and really reaching and everything's extremely expensive that's when you tend to make investments that lose money
4: right now I did, I did notice that uh, uh, yeah like I said that the people seem to be reaching for yield so prices are up now I, I haven't noticed. Uh, uh, a bunch of cheap insurance company bonds or anything like that. Is that because we had a big flood and, and not very much wind damage? Yeah, but but
2: they're worried about what's going to happen in Florida, and and so uh, there's something called catastrophic catastrophe bonds, and some of those things could be wiped out if if the damage is really severe in Florida. Yeah, okay. That, that's where well, I mean that's... that could be where you could see because look, I suspect the damage in Houston is bigger than than they think it is. And 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 that's a really big deal. And this is what we're grappling with at the firm right now for our clients is, is how big is 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 Irma going to be? And, and I think t- typically a natural disaster knocks knocks the GDP down for a quarter, and then it comes back up and goes, you know, and you get the rebuild, and it goes up even more. Two natural disasters, if they're that big, and if they're some of the biggest right in a row, that I think is going to hit the economy worse than people think. And I think it's going to show up a lot with earnings misses in many companies. We saw it from Rubbermaid last week. That's one I just happened to catch. And you go, Rubbermaid, what does that have to do with anything? And the answer is real simple – they can't get some of the chemicals they need to make the rubber-made products because they're plastic, typically, uh, and, and, and so they're having to delay shipments until the till the plants get back up on the Gulf Coast, and, and so you're going to see that type of stuff start ricocheting around the economy right
4: now. Okay, well I'm noticed that, that we we may get a triple whammy here. We've got Jose uh, Hurricane Jose coming up, and it's it's a big one too.
2: Yeah, hopefully we won't. Uh, these things tend to happen in threes, so we, we'll see, but. Uh, you know, ho- hopefully we'll be okay. But we just have to watch and, you know, p- p- uh, you know, kind of pray for the people in Florida because that, that, we didn't get the wind over here. That wind is, is just ferocious.
4: Well, that's what really kind of kills the whole thing. Well, that's what kills the insurers because everybody's insured for wind but not, not homeowners, not water. Yeah,
2: if we, would had, if we would have had a 120-mile-an-hour hurricane slam into Houston, most of these people would be insured. That's the really sad thing about it.
4: Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep our ears to the ground. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking at this bond market in general, but I haven't seen any distressed uh, companies. No, there's nothing out there. nothing a whole So, if right I see now. anything like that, I'll give you a call.
2: Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I think you. I think where you're going to probably see it is going to be in some of the media stocks in the future. Media, media.
4: Yeah, like, like, what Like what do you mean?
2: Oh, yeah. Some of these companies, like your Viacoms and things like that, watch what happens. And, and if you get a lot of cord cutting and a lot of changes around and people dropping the different channels, that, that that's what you're going to have to watch. Yeah. We're no, not no, there w- yet.
4: No, I will mention I am talking on, on a landline, so to speak. But I'm, I've got the AT&T bundle. Yeah. so that normally the regular phone that you comes in on the telephone line has the power with it. That's what y'all are talking about. Yeah, but, no, that's, that's but, what but, it but, is. But but, but in my landline here, if the power goes out, my box goes off, and this phone that we're talking on now, even though it is a landline, will not be working.
2: That's why you always have the backup of just the regular phone.
4: Well... No, I you got to remember that
2: that that that's a key part, Randy. You got to have the you got to have just the phone, the old style phone that you just pick up and there's no there's no displays and that you know that need power.
4: Right. That, well, that's what I had for years, just regular phone. But when I went to the bundle, then the, the, the telephone line that comes into the house is what they're using the bundle for. You see, so I don't I, I don't have that option. I'd have to get another phone line. You see. Yeah. So anyway, they they they, they kind of got me. You know, anyway, it's kind of you you think you're safe because you got a landline, but in this case, I really don't.
2: <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ray. Hey, well, I've got to get get this commercial in. Thanks okay. for the call.
4: Okay, Ted. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye.
2: Uh, interesting points. Uh, we're coming up here in a quick break. If you got any questions or comments, 713-339-107. Hey, remember to sign up for the free Max Out Savings report. Uh, we're it's coming out next week we're going to be talking about a lot of these issues, talk about saving money, building up wealth in your 401k program. Just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We'll be back right after this quick break in the Max Out Savings show.
1: The Max Out Savings show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show.
2: This is Ted Gioca, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
5: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512
1: New Media, 512NewMedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks... When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics, schydraulics.com.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Maxout Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxoutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxoutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here. We've been talking we talk a lot about Hurricane uh, Hurricane Harvey, about the problems with that. I mean, it's been very difficult. Uh, you, just to kind of review some things, uh, there's basically six ways you get money. Uh, and number one, you look to your insurance company. Number two, you, you go through FEMA for the difference. Number three, your savings... Number four, a loan. Uh, When savings, I mean savings outside of your retirement plan. Number four, a loan. I think any loans for rebuilding should be home equity loans, long-term fixed-rate loans to give you some ability to breathe and rebuild. And the final one, if you just can't do anything else, maybe you pull a little bit out of your savings, hold off. I think we're going to see some stuff from Congress. We might see some loans, some special things some waivers, uh, different things on some of this stuff. So so give it a month or two when, you know, when you're planning, lay the groundwork now, but don't finalize all your lending or anything else or where the money's going to come from until we see what's going to happen over the next couple months. I think we'll see some changes. Uh one of the things I I would I would really start a Harvey rebuilding journal detailing your expenses. Uh you're gonna need this for taxes, uh, you know, everything from hotel rooms to gasoline, uh to the chainsaws or or, or whatever to the to the cleaning supplies. Uh all of those things put in a book. Uh, you know, Harvey rebuild, put a journal in place, get yourself a, you know, I think at Walmart, I saw the spiral bound notebooks. I think they're a quarter, they're quarter of 50 cents. They're really good deal. i thought about buying a whole box of them, but, uh, the, uh, but, and just detail every single expense. If, if you're, if you're buying cleaning fluid, if you're buying wax paper to, to, you know, to put your, your pictures on or whatever, or towels Put it all on there because at, at the absolute worst case, you're gonna you probably get tax deductions. You can deduct some of this, and, and so and that also can go into some of your insurance expenses and and it all even some some of the insurance policies even cover food in the refrigerator and freezer. So you know, come up with a list and you know it, you start adding up what's in your refrigerator. I think I did that one time for some reason and I think I read someone had like a thousand dollars worth of stuff. So I thought, well, that was ridiculous. So I went in, you know, I kind of just did a little inventory in the freezer and I was pretty shocked. It wasn't a thousand dollars, but it was, it was a heck of a lot more money than I thought. So, uh, if you put cuts of meat, fish, uh, different things like that. There, there's value on all of that. And, and, and so, uh, the, uh, the, you know put together that 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 harvey rebuilding journal uh, to keep track of your expenses and uh and put it out to get organized as possible. And a lot of people aren't real organized in a journal is a real easy way to stay organized with everything. You can write every little expense down there and you can follow it and just keep track of everything. And then when you need it, you can pull out your list. Then instead, what the two things, they'll either ask for, for your insurance and you're going to be scrambling or ne, at tax time next year, you'll have forgotten and thrown away all the receipts and have no idea what you did. So the Harvey rebuilding journal is a really good way to go on that. Uh, the markets what you know what 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 to do here uh a, a couple thoughts this is what i think the, the market again it, it, to us really i think we're coming into a very interesting time uh what, the volatility we've talked about in the show is at have been record low levels, the lowest in history of the stock market recently. It's just it dried up, volatility dried up, the VIX, which means it just wasn't moving at all. And we saw some of the lowest movement in stock prices in fifty years, be, be it like daily moves, daily up and down, all types of things like that. But uh, the VIX is now starting to spike up. You're seeing every week another spike up, and that's unusual. That's something we've not seen. Typically, we see a big spike up in that it drops for three or, three or four or five months. Instead, we're seeing every couple of weeks the VIX is spiking. That's tell you something's going on. Gold is also moving higher. Interest rates are going lower. Treasuries are going up. People seem to be going for safety. They seem to be concerned about something. And the other key thing we want to watch is the dollar. The dollar has been falling throughout the year, and it's been one of the biggest drops in a long time. When does that turn? Is it going to turn? And that's something we're watching closely. I think there's a lot of risk in this market. You've got to be cautious right now. So, so a couple things to think about. We write about this in the Max Out Savings Report. If you're not on the list, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for our free list. You know Our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We write a lot about that in the report, a lot about what's happening in the world, a lot of neat things, and it's all free. Also- If you need help with your 401k or your IRA rollover, if you're retiring, you have an IRA rollover you need managed, let us know. I'd like to help you Uh, at Maxout Savings Advisors. We have a value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We do a lot of risk analysis. We think there's a lot of risk in the market, so we're very cautious right now. But we'll show you how we manage money. Uh, We hold our assets generally at TD Ameritrade, and and then we'll manage it for you as a registered investment advisor. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxout.com. Savings.com. That's savings with an dot com. And, and sign up for the report or sign up for a meeting with me. Well, I hope everyone has a, a, a great week. I know it's been a tough time here in Houston, Texas. I think Houston is, and Texans have really shined through pulling together and getting us out of this. Uh, remember, let's watch closely. Begin the rebuilding. Put together that Harvey Rebuilding Journal so you can take for your insurance purposes, for your taxes and everything. And we will rebuild, and we'll get through this as we always have in in Houston. That's what we do in Texas. I hope everybody has a a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
1: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.